Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, the Royal College of Physicians of Ireland's policy group on tobacco wants all smoking stopped in Ireland's pubs as part of lifting the COVID-19 lockdown. The group believes that if these outdoor smoking areas are to be used to facilitate social distancing, then smoking should be prohibited from all areas of all bars. However, the proposal has been met with opposition. Smokers Group Forest Ireland have said further rules governing where smokers could light up were unnecessary and would discriminate against a significant minority of the population, including many regular pub goers. Well, we're joined on the line now by spokesperson from Forest Aaron, John Mallon, and also by Fine Gael Limerick Councillor Daniel Butler. And you're both welcome. Good morning to you, uh, morning. gentlemen. Um, first of all, Daniel, what is your take on this? Good morning, Daniel. Daniel is unavailable for comment, maybe? Okay. Can, can, can you hear me? Ah, now I can hear you. Where, where did you Sorry. go? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Daniel. Into, so... the, into, the, into the Covenant Wilderness. <laughs> into the Covenant um... Wilderness. What's your take on this? Um, well, I suppose when you looked at it yesterday, it seems to be kind of made a media yesterday, and it's an interesting one because, as you know, Joe, in Limerick, I've been advocating for increased use of outdoor space for various businesses around the city, particularly restaurants and that. And it this kind of is going to create a further complication to that process because most businesses, restaurants and pubs in particular have to, you know, generally do create a space for uh, smokers to go out and smoke uh, at, as is. And as is, Joe, to be fair, you know, the situation is that most people in a lot of the major parts of restaurants are already mingling with smokers uh, voluntarily uh, in the outdoor spaces and are already sharing those outdoor spaces with them. So I don't quite understand what the change is really, even under the current circumstances, because, as I say, people are already voluntarily mixing with, with each other. Um, but I suppose at the same time, we have to be mindful of any medical advice. and We do not we do know the dangers of smoking and passive smoking in particular. But I think, you know, we, we have to act reasonably during this period at the moment. We have seen increases in, in smoking uh, in the population. Uh, recent research has showed over the period of COVID, we've seen a 30% increase in people smoking. So obviously people are struggling with anxiety and stress and often when turned to various substances to cope with it and smoking is, can often be one of those. So people are, are, are have increased their smoking. Uh, people are struggling. Businesses are struggling. And I think we have to show some level of compromise and reasonableness in addressing this. Is the theory, do you think, um, um, behind those who are calling for it, uh, that uh, you will be forced more to be outside, even if you're a non-smoker, because there's an effort to increase space due to social distancing? Yeah, I, I can understand. I can absolutely understand the thinking of it. I mean, the reality is you can never ignore the evidence of the dangers of smoking. I mean, it, it is it is a killer. It's the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, uh, of all the drugs that are out there, it's the, it's, the, it's the biggest killer. It kills one and two die of a smoking-related disease. So we, we know reality, the, the damage it causes. We also know that with COVID, um, respiratory illnesses, it's, it's respiratory illness, um, and smoking does not help it. So the reality is it is a danger. It is The evidence is there, but... You know, we're we're talking about people smoking in the open air. We're not in a confined space, um, so the dangers are far far less. I think, to be fair, but I think you know, 
to be fair, pubs over the years have adapted to the new um, policies of no smoking indoors and have created strategies that allow smoke to smoke safely and allow non-smokers to engage in their social activities safely as well. Okay. And I'm confident that that the that the vintners will be able to do that even in, in in the new situation as well. And that may be a coordinated situation where a certain part of the outdoor space is for smokers and and the rest of it is for non-smokers. And I think, you know, we have to be practical w- with these things. You know, I think we can tie ourselves up in knots mm. in, into going into the but future. But I suppose, you know, you're sitting outside and maybe having your meal in pubs or indeed restaurants, um, you're enjoying it, and mm. next thing this dirty smoke wafts across <laughs> and is yeah. in your face while you're attempting to enjoy your fish and chips. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not a smoker, so it's not something that I enjoy. But again, Joe, people are already to choosing, already choosing to, to make with people outside in the smoking areas as is. Um, and again, I think there are strategies that businesses can adopt. That goes back to, to the theory create. that smokers are more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a non-smoker, I disagree with that. Um, well, you said yourself, people <laughs> choose to mix with them outside while they're smoking. Is that, that's well, because well, I, 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 I think more bon viewers. I think there's an attraction to being outside in the, in, in the fresh air. You know, even the fresh air surrounded by smokers, wafting well, their smoke in your direction. <laughs> well, to be fair, Joe, you know, I think it's like I say, it's already happening, and you know, smoke generally rises, um, and there's a capacity for it. the problem with indoor smoking was that obviously there was no space for it, for it to escape. Um, I mean, when I, I used to work in a pub many years ago, and we used to clean the tiles, and it was the tiles on the on the, the high part of the wall where it was black. Um, from smoke because smoke rises and I think but it was interesting it was actually brought in for people like you Daniel it was brought in for the workers that's why the ban was Mm. put in place initially people assumed that it was simply a public health measure for the wider public but it wasn't Um, yeah exactly for for workers absolutely it's a workplace issue you know it's a protection of workers it comes under the workplace act and I think I think that's what we need to be be realistic about here but again I can understand the recommendations because the reality is the evidence is there but during this period, Joe, there's going to be compromises have to be made. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm beating down the door of the council trying to get them to do, to relax some of their approaches and some of their protocols in order to be to kind of have innovative approaches so we can find some way through it. Because no matter what way we look at this, Joe, there's going to be significant compromises over the short term in order to get our businesses up and running, in order to get society up and running. Mm. And we have to okay. be fair and realistic and practical in, in whatever way we can. Well, I suspect some of what you've said, at least, even though you're a non-smoker, will be music to John Mallon of Forest Ireland's um, ears. Uh, John, uh, what do you... Uh, make of this latest call to ban uh, smokers from even the outdoor areas now of pubs and restaurants. Well, good morning, Joe, and thank you for inviting me. It's not so much music to my ears. It's actually refreshing to hear somebody talking common sense. Uh, I commend Councillor Butler for that. Um, The the original smoking ban uh, was what's called evidence-based. It was based on evidence that there was a potential danger to non-smokers with uh, smokers in an indoor setting. But they, exceeded, they conceded at the time and since that no study, no research study, has shown smoking to present any danger to people in the outdoors. Uh, you mentioned smoke wafting around while you're having something to eat. Uh, that's a personal preference. Um, that, that's not a danger. It's not presenting a danger to you in the outdoor setting. Uh, a lot don't people... they say that any form of second-hand smoke that you inhale is a risk? 
well, look, there's such a thing in science called an acceptable risk. Uh, so in actual fact, in theory, that's true. In practice, it's, it's, it's uh, absolute nonsense. Um, the, the risk to, to, to smoking, you will remember years ago, uh, the pubs used to be very smoky. You were choking in them. Uh, that perhaps uh, presented a risk. But in an outdoor setting with fresh air, there's no risk. And I would add to that, uh, Joe, that smokers' money is as good as everybody else's. And they've been suffering the stress. Uh, and literally, if they're not allowed to, to go to the pub and enjoy themselves, they'll stay locked in smoking at home. And, and uh, Councillor Butler's already made the point that there's been an increase. And yes, there would be. They're under stress. They're bored. Uh, they're sitting at home. Uh, is that what uh, the, 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 the College of, of, of Physicians wants? Do they want smokers to just sit at home and smoke their heads off? Because that's what will happen. Uh, and it's very, very unfair. And it's creating a second-class citizen uh, in this state. Uh, remember, the smoker's not breaking any law. Um, and, and indeed, everybody else not only has the, the facilities of the outdoors, they have the whole of the indoors themselves as well. And I, don't, I never hear in the wintertime when it's raining and cold... I never hear anyone asking to have the smokers move from the outside. Uh, it's just at this time of the year. Um, and yeah, but you see, the reason now is, of course, that um, we non-smokers will need the outside areas now. <laughs> so will we smokers. All right. <laughs> I mean, you're almost suggesting that you're equal citizens. <laughs> well, I won't go into that, but Councillor <laughs> Butler makes the, the, the point, uh, and it's correct that um, it should be left up to the publican because the publican has, uh, tend to be very creative people. Now, they're, they're, they've been shot for a long time and I, I'll be interested to see how many of them will manage to open again uh, and get back into business. Uh, but this could absolutely be the death knell for them. I've heard publicans tell me that uh, at the time of the ban, up to 70% of their, their, their clientele were smokers and they were devastated in the weeks after it. Um, but this will be yet another body blow to them. And we have to ask ourselves, uh, you know, are we going to live or are we going to sit around at home afraid of living? Um, all it takes... But the only point I'd make about that, John, is is that not exactly where people are at the moment? That exactly. a lot of them, now under government um, restriction and advice, are sitting at home and they are afraid. That's right. And, and uh, what we're trying to do with the, uh, lifting the lockdown and get back to, to some sort of normality is to try to get away from that. Uh, it's not a healthy position that we're in at, at present. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think where the, the pubs are concerned, the publicans, uh, it's up to them, and, and they do a very good job of it, to create a welcoming atmosphere to all that come in their door. And they should be allowed to get on with that without this unnecessary interference. I think smokers should show a bit of consideration and good manners and uh, non-smokers a bit of tolerance. Yeah. And we'll get through this with well, no difficulty. Well, your bet noir, Professor Des Cox, chair of the policy group on tobacco at the Royal College of Physicians of Ireland and uh, his friends uh, say an estimated 6,000 people die from smoking in Ireland annually. Uh, they say smoking is still the biggest public health issue in Ireland, um, which in the very current context, you would wonder if that's a, a credible uh, position to hold right this minute anyway, maybe in the uh, wider context. And uh, the Healthy Ireland Survey 2019 reported that 17% of the Irish population are current smokers, John. Yeah, there's about a million smokers still in the country. And they'll quit if they want to and they won't if they don't want to. And, and excluding them from society, uh, all that's going to do... Uh, is leave them more stressed out and more bored at home. Uh, and here's one for you, actually. Do you think that 
a bit like when war happens, people react in a particular way in terms of their personal behaviour. Do you think that the COVID-19 pandemic and that imminent risk will cause more people to go back to smoking or to take up smoking on the basis that there's less chance of it killing me immediately than perhaps the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I, that sounds facetious, but you see my point. I do, yeah. I, it's an interesting question, Joe. I, I genuinely wouldn't have an answer for us. Uh, I just know with, with smoking, uh, it, it, a lot of people uh, decide to quit and go ahead and try and fail. Some decide to quit, and and they're successful and well done to them. I've quit myself. I quit nearly two and a half years ago. Um, but but it, are you happier? No, there's no no difference. There's no change. Um, there's I no use, change. No, I, I use the the, the vaping thingamajig when whenever I feel like a cigarette and it gets rid of the urge. Um, but it, it, it's. Uh, it's a difficult question, but you see, I have long maintained that, that your personal health is between you and your GP. It's nobody else's business. And I don't like the state uh, interfering in, in, in people's lifestyle or in people's home life. Um, that's not the job of the state, and yet more and more they're doing that. I, I, I listened to some of your, your comments from, from listeners earlier, uh, the person who, who said, are we going to be all forced to take vaccinations, Esther? Are we going to be all forced to this, that, and the other thing? There should be a bit of live and let live. We do live in a free Western democracy. Uh, and as long as people are not breaking the law, uh, the government shouldn't be spending its time thinking up restrictions on, on the way they live. Right. Uh, I'm interested, Daniel Butler, do you think that risky behaviours have increased or will increase due to the threat of the pandemic overhanging the whole situation? I suppose people react in different ways, Joe. I mean... Uh, Looking at the recent research in regards to social impacts um, of COVID-19, we've seen an increase in, I suppose, things like alcohol use, things like smoking, which are risky behaviours. So this is where we disagree here, um, is that the facts are that smoking kills. There's no other way of getting around it. That's why the College of Physicians have made this, this recommendation. Um, all I'm saying is that we have to be reasonable during the short-term period, but long-term we may need to look at this because um, that is reality. But yes, people are going to be are going, to take, are going to take more risks, Joe, I suppose, in that way. I mean, people are eating more junk food. Or they're not really prioritising their health perhaps as much as they should be, even though we need to right now. Uh, and I suppose people are going to find some ways of coping. And sometimes taking risky behaviours, Joe, is, is a means of distracting from their reality. Um, the current reality is quite difficult. And also what we're finding as well is that over a period of time, people get used to risk. So there's a risk out there at the moment in relation to COVID-19. And as people get more comfortable with risk, they push the boundaries of that risk more and more. That's just human nature. So we are seeing people pushing the boundaries and taking risks associated with their health in relation to COVID-19 and other and other things. Yeah, And I think it's just a matter of human nature. Well, James has been in touch. He's furious. Uh, no, do not ban smoking in smoking areas outside. Uh, what will we do? Go around the corner from the pub to smoke, then come back in. Cop on to yourselves, says James. Very annoyed. Rose yeah, I mean, says uh, I, I, she's not a smoker, but she goes out with her friends who do, and they have a few drinks, and she stays with her friends that don't smoke. She thinks this is ridiculous. They should be able to smoke. If the government starts controlling things like this, they might as well tell people to lay down and die. And what is next? Telling people what to do with uh, their money? Uh, she doesn't agree with young ones out smoking and messing, but she rarely sees this. <laughs> she says there should be comfortable smoking areas for people in the winter, and she says people might as well stay at home in the their PJs having a cigarette instead of going out if this is introduced. 
That, that, that's, that's very true, Joe. Uh, and again, this, you know, this is the voice of reason. It's the voice of common sense from the ordinary people. I actually prefer to listen to that uh, than, than august bodies like the, the College of Physicians who, who decide to interfere in people's lives at, at a whim. Um, it, yeah, the only thing is now, John, you sound a bit like Donald Trump when you yeah, start talking sure. that way now. I mean, sorry, sure, you sure. know, in fairness, like just because they're experts yeah. doesn't mean they're wrong. Without the orange hair. They're talking about the dangers of smoking, and that's fine. Uh, there are dangers associated with it. Uh, and anyone that doesn't know that, smokers included, hasn't been alive for the last 20 years. But this isn't going to change that. All it'll do uh, is, is marginalise one section, uh, a million Irish people, uh, at a time. Uh, they, they, they talked about this as, 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 as uh, uh, part of the, the proposal uh, implemented uh, of easing the restrictions. And they're proposing, as part of that, to introduce even more restrictions on smokers. Number one, it's not fair, it's undemocratic, it's unrepresentative, uh, and it's not coming from government. Uh, this, this, this is something that, that should not be done. Uh, it's idiotic and the people don't like mm. it. Actually, I love some of the comments coming in here. Noel is a non-smoker. He thinks the government is going too far. Next thing, they'll be making everyone wear the same clothes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Next thing, they'll want to chip them. He says he knows lads that work hard all week and they should be able to go and have a smoke outside. Um, and a caller has been in touch on 461995 to say, my husband smokes 60 cigarettes a day, has had a second triple bypass uh, and four stints and is as healthy as can be. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope, I hope he continues in good health. But... I would suggest to you there may be a connection. It may not, yeah. but there may be a connection between Joe, the 60 Joe, cigarettes a day. Joe, there's none of us getting Joe. off here alive, you know. There's none what? There's none of us getting out of here alive. I know, yeah, but you'd like to be around for a bit longer, <laughs> maybe, John. Joe, and if I, and if, if I may step in there, um, like, I guess where we're going to depart, really, in our opinions here, the right college physicians are experts, just like the public health doctor is an expert. And they're coming from a place of evidence-based of research that we know that smoking kills. And it's not government interference. This is government trying to keep people healthy and alive and keep the, the pressures off our heads. With respect, Councillor, it won't make Smoking when it was in, in high prevalence, and thankfully there was a bit of reduction in smoking, but putting pressure on our health system was costing the economy huge, vast amount of money in terms of health costs. And there is no positive outcome when it comes to smoking. Smoking is not good for your health. It's detrimental stress. Even in small doses, it's, it's bad for your health. If you have underlying respiratory illnesses, it causes serious agitation of it. So the, this is where we're going to differ now. I, what I'm saying here now is that over the current short-term period is that um, smoking laws, we need to be practical and reasonable in terms of how we're, we're managing it on the short because we're in a, an unusual period. But let's not go uh, too far now and ignore the evidence here. The simple facts. And to be, I'm not here defending smoking. In fact, I, I, I'm the opposite. I'm quite critical of smoking because I know it's a health problem. And I'm out there trying to educate people around the dangers of smoking and what it causes, the damage it causes to your lungs, and the damage it causes to people around you. Um, so let's, there's, there's two different things happening here. So that kind of stuff is trumping as far as I'm concerned. It's nearly uh, okay, we'll just give John a, a brief opportunity out. to respond to that. Well, uh, the, the, the first part, I would say, uh, quite simply, if they introduce this ban, it won't stop people smoking. That's number one. And it would be interesting to ask uh, Daniel on that. Uh, should, the gov should the government there, should the state apply the full force of the state uh, and force smokers to quit? Uh, should, should they be in prison, for example, or, or uh, put in quarantine? Um, you know, are, are these the kind of measures that we'd like to see in the Irish state? It would be interesting to know. 
I mean, look, we can go, we can be dramatic about things, Joe, or we can just be, you know, base things on being reasonable here. So, obviously, recently in Limerick, what we've also done uh, over the last year or so, we've removed smoking from uh, playgrounds. Um, and does he consider that to be unreasonable? That because the reality is that if if young people are seeing other people smoke or adult smoke, it's something that they do uh, replicate and copy. I mean, the, the reality is the prevalence or availability is, is uh, a key. Um, indicator in terms of, of, of okay. increased use. Right. But uh, we, have to, we have to work on evidence, Joe. So, like, okay. I understand he's representing an industry, that's an, an economic industry. No, I'm not representing what I'm, the industry. What, what I, what, what, what I'm I, not representing what, what, the industry. What the base I'm coming from is working with HSE and the Public Health Promotion Office, who, be, who work off of an evidence base, which is we try to encourage people right. to reduce their use and stay healthy. Okay. Okay, guys, listen, thank you very much, both of you. Very interesting debate this morning has sparked an awful lot of comments. Keep them coming uh, to us. Uh, WhatsApp 86 123 call 46 Councillor Daniel Butler of Limerick City and County Council and spokesperson from Forest Ireland, John Mallon. Call Limerick Today now on 46 